0: This episode is brought to you by our friends and family at Action City Comics who have been with us from the very beginning. Love you guys. Uh, They have our picture up on the wall in there from 2000 and whenever. That's how long they've been with us. Forgot about that. Um, Yeah. And uh, if anybody wants to know where that you can look for them on Instagram, Facebook, they got a new Facebook group coming out where you can do auctions, exclusive books, um, and, uh, yeah, we, we love them to death, and we appreciate them, so... that's Washington. Go say hi to my best friend, Doug. Yeah, Doug.
1: Love you, Action City.
0: Welcome to uh, Hot Heroes Podcast, where we talk about nerd culture, uh, Jordan, and Zach's beard a lot, and where we uh, enjoy the comic book life and alcohol. This week on Hot Heroes...
2: Nah, I- you're a wrestling Why fan. Why does it look like your finger's up your ass? Because it is. <laughs> <That's> stupid. <laughs> For, and, not- and so... After a while, that you kind of
3: start to find out what matters to people here, what's important, and the people who are the ones that are uh, change makers or news makers. Mm-hmm. And so you reach out to those people and you say, you know, what's happening? What's important? Um, think of the people in your community that are uh, important.
2: And I haven't got any calls from you though, so I don't understand how that process is. like, yeah, this, uh, you've been here
1: for five years. This is the first time we met. I feel like this. Uh, We're change makers. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, you guys gotta delete
3: your voicemails. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go.
2: Hello and welcome to another edition of Hop Heroes, a show where we talk about our favorite drinks and our favorite heroes. I'm your host, Jordan Erith, and with me as always, talented artist and comic enthusiast, JR Gonzalez. What's
0: up, Jay? How you doing?
2: I'm good, man. You look like uh, you're about to say, let's get ready to rumble.
0: Let's get ready to rumble. Let's get
2: ready
1: to rumble. To the left corner. Yeah,
0: I, kinda re- I love that movie with... Um, David Arquette and Scott Kahn. Ready to rumble, dude. Oh, that movie's... Dude. what?
1: I can't believe, like that is. Such I feel like a lot of people haven't seen that
0: movie, but film. that movie played a big Let's, part in like should,
1: me and Jordan's like childhood. It's a great great film. Film. We freaking loved that movie. It's such an amazing. movie. By the movie. way, Jordan, I have WrestleMania parties every year. You never come. You never invited me. You, yeah, because you, like when I tried to put WrestleMania on at your dog's birthday party a couple years ago, you like <laughs> shit on me for it. That was like, bro, what? How, when, since when did you not like
2: wrestling? That was Marcy's day.
0: Uh, first
1: and I've never been a big
2: wrestling and, fan. Bro, I just you, like wrestle. The Ready to Rumble is just a great fucking movie. Nah, you're a wrestling. fan. Why does it look like your fingers up your ass? Because it is <laughs> <laughs> That's stupid For,
0: and Not only that But there's a great uh, Acoustic inch, intro um, Running with the devil But Oh yeah you With the nuns cannot get anywhere else And it's such an amazing With the nuns in the van in the van Yeah and, um,
1: Yeah that movie's great Scott We Conn should
0: review that movie We should just there's do something s- This episode
2: right?
1: uh, this segment is Ready to rumble yeah. Dancing
0: to
2: the uh, Britney yeah.
4: Spears
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, Alright So that's uh, That's JR We got our third host Zach Barlow what, what up What up What up What up What up What up what up? It's popping. So, uh, Zach just recently took a business trip across the country. I did. As one does. I did. In the business. In the biz. In the biz, as, as they say. Uh, Zach, enlighten us. How did this trip go?
1: It went pretty good, Jordan. It went pretty good. I, um, I did. I went to New York City, where my office is. I saw my office for the first time. I worked out of there, which was cool. Oh, um, that's
2: the first time you've seen your office. How yeah. long
1: have you been at the company? Like two years. That's wild. Yeah, it's it is crazy. Remote working. Were you I able know. to write
0: 2023, the trip off right? then if you worked? Like were you able to like have the No,
1: because I, I can like for future trips, but like this one was really planned last minute and so I didn't have the time to like justify Showing the whole yeah. whole situation. But what I will say, so I saw a Yankees game one night. Uh, Nick's game one night and Hamilton on Broadway the third night and the Hamilton on Broadway, dude. Holy shit. What an experience. I don't know if you do. I've seen the movie. I haven't seen it on Broadway. Yeah. But yeah. Wow. Incredible. I'm not a big musical guy. Uh, I'm not either, but God dang, I, I feel like Hamilton was, it's just like special
2: musicals. I love musicals. since When? Since forever, dude. JR's e-
1: cultured, bro. I've never heard him talk about musicals, really? dude. He's let's, got culture. Okay, let's get, go- okay? I, so let's so get going. All, he says, first Spider Man musical forward. doesn't count. No,
0: forever, and I go all the time. We go watch <laughs> Phantom of, of the Opera, bro. Disney uh, musicals. We opera. go to Fifth Ave. I've, I've, I've donated. I'm a you know, have donated.
1: Wow, wow you're, you're deep. All right, that's cool.
0: Fraser lifestyle. This is Fraser <laughs> oh, lifestyle. Here we go. No, here we, the, go. The,
1: the, we got the Fraser reference early. It got very stuffy in here. Like all of a sudden, yeah. Well, it's better than The one thing I'll say about New York, ready to rumble. Don't finish that sentence.
4: (laughs) Go ahead. Chill on
1: that. Whoa, whoa. I used to. So I went to school in New York upstate, Syracuse, and every weekend I would like take a bus to New York City because I just thought like it was cool, and I had a friend that I could stay with for free. So, and I used to just walk around, poor college kid. And during the day, I would often find myself walking around on like Fifth Ave, where like that's kind of like the bunch of offices are and shit. And I'd see these people and like business attire and button-ups and all that shit, and they're on the phone, they got their fucking Gucci shades, and they're just, you know, going somewhere, and I'd always think, like, damn, bro, like, that's so rad. Like, you're just living this, you are you got something to do today, and that's sick, and I'm just poor, and I can barely afford to stand on this sidewalk, to you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I had nothing, and you know, n- no idea if I was ever going to because I was getting a writing degree. Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. I, I didn't know if I was even going to be able to make anything. And then this week for the first time, I was that guy. Like, I was walking down Fifth Ave with my fucking suit and my trench and my goddamn, <laughs> you know, thing. And I was just like suitcase? having. Yeah. And <laughs> I was just kinda, like buying like, shades and carry shit. You. Like, and I was just like having like a regular work day. Like, everything was normal from like my day to day. But it was like a, it was like I was watching myself have this work day because it was like, I just was so aware of how full circle that moment was. And then later I went to that night. I went to Hamilton on Broadway. It was like three rows off of the stage. And I was just, there was like points where the play wasn't even sad. And I was literally sitting in the chair crying. Of course you were. Because I was like, I can't believe I'm here. Like this is such an accomplishment for me. So that was, that was pretty rad. That is really rad, man. That is cool. I think that's, uh, living your, you know, Future
2: or past self's dream, yeah, in a, in a sense, yeah. and,
1: and not realizing it though, like not right. like realizing that, like, the steps I'm taking are actually getting me to like this place where I used to look and be like, Wow, that'd be cool if I was there. But it's and also then all wasn't of your sudden, dream, right? Because you were, you were like an aspiring
2: writer at that time, yeah, and you saw this. This was kind of like a fantasy potential, yeah.
1: It was just like, I thought it was cool, Like yeah. It was just like, You got shit to do, you look important, you know, like all that stuff, the Wolf of Wall Street, yeah, shit. fucking Wolf of Wall Street, madman out here, mm-hmm. bro. And yeah, I just felt like it was it was it was a really full circle day. And like my it like it was like a funny part of the play. And my buddy, I went with my buddy. He looks over, and I'm just fucking bawling. He's like, "Dude, are you having a mental break? What the fuck <laughs> is going on over there?" Poor cell. Yeah, having to deal with all that mess. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh,
2: so, what was your reason for going over there besides working? Um, I
1: wrote a novella, Jordan. Beat. All right. Yeah, I wrote a book. So I wrote a book, and I. Wanted to, you know, go out there and have some meetings with some publishing companies. I uh, kind of put that out in the world. I had some scheduled. It didn't work out, but but I did meet some filmmakers. When a door closes, yeah, dude. Oh, I open met opens. some filmmakers. I walked into a random bar in Manhattan. Literally, just got off the train and like was like bar near me, and found this bar. Walked into it, and it happened to be a Seahawks bar. Oh, like really? the old, it's got to be the only Seahawks bar what in was all it of New York City. Remember? Uh, it was like an Irish pub, like O'Connelly or something like that. Like O'Connor's, something like that. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I walk in and the Kraken are playing and there's like Seahawks jerseys all over the, the walls and shit. And we're just like, wow. no shit, dude. No fucking way. And everybody there is like, yeah, I'm from Seattle. I live in Seattle or, you know, blah, blah, blah. I was like crazy. So anyway, we're just like having drinks and chopping it up. And yeah, we ended up meeting these two guys. One's a producer and one's a like a camera operator director. And they like do a bunch of Sundance shit. So instantly, I saw I pitched him the book. Like, I was just like, went into pitch <laughs> mode, job. dude. Yeah, job, yeah. Man. I just, and my buddy Sylvester was pitching the shit out of the book, too. Homie's not, it, hasn't even read a word of the book. <laughs> hasn't even read a page. But it he's got got just, love, yeah, got, dude. he's literally pitching <laughs> it, dude. He's going in, and me, we're, me and him are just tag teaming. And he's like, it's so good, like, blah, 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 blah. And they bought it. Like, they were like, damn, that actually sounds, like, really interesting. Um, is it a script? And I'm like, nah, it's a, it's a book. But, like, you know, I write scripts, too. And they're like, make it a script and then send it to us and we'll see. So, you know, not, not who knows, maybe nothing comes from it. Probably nothing comes from it. But I think that I, first of all, I love New York city. Mm -hmm. And I think what's really cool about New York city is that in New York, every single day has the potential for something like that to happen. It doesn't happen every day. It, it doesn't happen most days, right? But in New York, New York specifically, that potential exists and that creates this like, energy about the city about like y- what you're doing every single day that I feel like is unique to New York.
2: It's like LA I would say too. Similarly from a availability yeah, standpoint. Yeah, I just,
1: I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't feel it as much as an LA and I don't really know why. I, I think that
0: LA's I, I'm really just a New York out, guy.
1: So like it's,
0: it's really hard. Maybe but, that's yeah. why.
1: Cause LA is so huge. It's like
0: really spread out. Cause the thing
1: about New York is that everybody's there. Like, and it's like uh, not very big. So vertical city. It's all. Yeah. So November. you're like, like, you know, Beyonce and Jay Z are like living on the same island that you're living on, but in L. A. like the cele- it's like more like there it's big enough for celebrities and money to like be in their own kind of place. I yeah. think so. Maybe that's why I, I feel that. Yeah.
2: So, question: How uh, how inebriated were you at this point? You think were you pretty sober? when I was pitching?
1: Yeah. Uh that night I got pretty tanked. I'm not gonna lie. So I'm
2: just <laughs> I'm just putting myself in these two poor guys. Place <laughs> and these two these two drunk assholes come to my table. You guys are from Seattle, too. Uh, what uh, are you doing? As soon as they say they're filmmakers, okay, I wrote a book. I pull
1: up, pulls up chair, <laughs> yeah.
2: sits down, rolls sleeves up, still spitting on their face. So he has got love, it's got heartbreak. <laughs> he even read a
1: word of the book.
2: Like, and then they're like, all right, send it to me, and I'll read it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but hey, I got their numbers. <laughs> oh, I got really? their numbers. Yeah, I got their numbers. And and fuck, yeah, you so. Did. Whether that was how it was or not, (laughs) I secured the digits. I texted him. I saw the phone light up. I know it was real. So,
0: I was like, we need to start writing scripts.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah, Oh, yeah, dude. That's. Yeah, that's the mission this week for sure.
2: Well, I, I kid. I think that didn't go that way. That'd be funny in my head, my sitcom. head, that's how it went. But yeah. that, I'm I'm proud of you, man. You put yourself out there. One door closed. You didn't let that stop you. And yeah, you know for sure. We'll see where it goes. Yeah, thanks, man. So this week's episode, we were talking Guardians of the Galaxy. We have special guest AJ Janavel on to talk about his comic I Serve Monsters. He's also an Emmy award-winning reporter for Fox News. Very interesting here dude. In Seattle. Yeah. Uh, he is great. We met him at uh, Free Comic Book Day at Action City Comics. Yep. Um, so he'll be on later in the episode to talk about his book and his life and his story and his career and his paths. Um, but before we get there, the beer this week is coming from the Shoots
1: Brewery, which I think we've all had. Tried and true. Uh, out of Bend, Oregon. You ever been to Bend, Zach? I think I've passed through it. I don't think I've spent any real time in there. You would fucking love Bend. Would I? Bend is incredible. Is it like New York? It's no. It's the land
2: of, it's of dreams and opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> it's a concrete jungle where dreams are made of. Uh, no, it's just brewery after brewery after brewery after golf course after golf course after brewery.
1: That's oh, amazing. why don't we go there? It's it
2: just like a, a great, great place. Town. How That's, far?
1: How far away? Like, what's the drive looking
0: like? It's like a three-hour, four-hour. Oh, it, uh, it's like east of Portland, right? Yeah,
2: I think so. I actually have flown there. I haven't driven there, so I'm I'm assuming it's like four hours. Could be a little bit. Yeah, longer. It's, like, it's
0: a little longer. It's like four hours because it's like east. You go down to Portland, you got to take.
2: But drive. it's a four 45-minute flight or so. So right. it's, uh, it's where Fernie has a bachelor party, and we just golfed and drank and went to breweries and kissed. Uh, <laughs> it's a great time. So uh, this, this beer is Cosmic Creatures in theme of Guardians. I think that there's several Cosmic Creatures we run into in this. Um, it's a limited release, and it's uh, not really descriptive on the bottle or on the website of what's in it, but it says that it is uh, very experimental, and you should get some notes of grapefruit and guava. It says, Savor the unexpected with an experimental IPA that is truly out of this world. Crack one open to unleash bright notes of grapefruit and guava. So, let's throw some back. I gotta say, that that's a good IPA.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a good IPA for sure. But I don't know. I feel like I'm not getting the experimental. I'm not getting anything out of this world. Like, I feel like it's a hazy. I don't even
2: think it's hazy. I think it's. I mean, it doesn't look hazy. Well, actually. It has a little of that fruit. Back, but yeah. like, I don't get the thick, cloudy, yeah, for sure, flavor profile that I get from a hazy. I think it's crisp. Maybe
1: that's the experiment like a combination of like a, a classic IPA and like a but like with some hazy fruit.
2: Is that out of this world, or is that very just like grounded and in, in Bend, Oregon? I think that's very <laughs> local. That's like that's it like the Bend, Oregon, like, like water, water. <laughs> right. yeah. Well, it's literally the Deschutes <laughs> River, so yeah, it doesn't
0: sound like anything like where we were like, whoa, this is way out of the world. Oh, Forget right. about what it sounds like, give it a shot.
2: Mm. Yeah, I mean, our beer expert.
0: Yeah, it's okay. I mean, it's not like it's uh, it tastes like everything else I've
4: tasted. See,
2: the <laughs> reason that I enjoy this so much, I think is it's a good IPA. It's cuz it's not a hazy. I think it well, is. It's
0: not gross tasting. You know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's great tasting. It's, it's
2: not, not it's not overly bitter, but it's a little bitter. It's not overly sweet, but it's a little sweet. It's very sharp and crisp. I think it's refreshing.
0: Yeah, I like the sharp and crisp part.
2: I'm 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 a fan. So, um well done to shoots. I don't think it's the wildest thing we've ever tasted, like it's kind of sold to be, um, but I do enjoy the flavor profile. So, yeah, for sure. With that being said, let's go into another thing I enjoyed recently, and that was not just Guardians of the Galaxy, which we all saw together. We had a great night, the pre-fun and day. So my we went free comic book day. My yeah. goodness, what a day! Who what wants to day. tell them about our day? Because
1: I'll tell them. So it was fantastic. We we met up or like early. Actually, we met at the comic book store, right? Like at like noon-ish. noon. Yeah. So we get we get to Action City Comics. as we do with no plans of what's gonna happen right. next. I mean, yeah. I was, I was we working, like to wing it.
0: I was working the store. I was hoping with.
1: Yeah, I was working it,
0: working it, and selling and talking. Yeah. And so I was I was there doing my thing, and you guys yeah. up a little later. And, and
1: we showed up, and as soon as I get to, to Action City, you know, there's a guy that's standing in in the front area and he's like hey welcome to action city and he starts kind of like pitching me on like the deals and stuff mm-hmm. and then jr comes up to him and is like wait 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 no 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 he's 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 hot heroes he's
0: family and then the guy he's was like oh oh,
1: oh, oh oh i'm sorry and i was just like Dude, I'm fucking famous in Federal Way, bro. Like, I'm the I'm that guy. You I know like what I mean? Family. Like, dude, I'm I'm dude, I'm I'm killing it in these streets. You want my autograph, bro? Like, his shoot. pictures uh. up on the wall. Like,
4: yeah, my pictures on again. the back wall. You He's know, like, and I'm just
1: like, one more. Time. I had Louis with me, and I was like, bro, come come see how your dad is famous out well, out here oh in Federal God. Way.
2: Yeah, the, the same guy did the same thing to me because I walked in before Jr. knew I was there, and I was just like, you tell me all the deals and specials. Like, oh, cool, man. Yeah, that sounds great. And then he came back to me later after Jr. told him who I was. Apparently, And he's like, "I'm so sorry, I didn't know you were top heroes." Like, shook my hand. <laughs> it's like, know, dude, it's who like, the fuck cares? <laughs> yeah, Charlie's like, amazing. honestly, I nice still want to well. know the deals, bro. I know like, it's like, it, it, this is not. We yeah. are on the wall. I yeah. get it, but it, yeah, Charlie,
0: yeah. he's such a nice person. He really is. He actually is um, a bodyguard. He he actually does all security for like yeah, so shows right. and concerts, and actually for like the local. Uh, so wrestling. he he
2: recognizes fame when he sees it.
0: I guess understand. yeah. He's he's. See, I'm just yeah. not
2: in it for that. I'm not in it for the fame, you guys. I'm in it for the. the <laughs> you're in it for the fame. Yes, yeah, so I'm in it for the fame. So, you're you're
1: you more than anybody is so. in <laughs> it for the fame. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I bro. Where is that start, coming from? Like oh, yeah, With this whole thing started, I think
0: you said, "Man, I can't wait to." to you like, love the world.
1: Instagram messages. They're like, "Oh my God, <laughs> who's that guy, Jordan?" The heart throb.
0: Yeah, uh, and all the guys' comments are specifically just like that for you, Jordan.
1: Unexposed. Unexposed. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, so anyway. We, yeah, go ahead. So, uh, fun time in Action City. Shout out to Action City. I, I rededicated myself to like comic book stores mm-hmm. that day. Um, Jordan doesn't seem to believe me, but it's true. I'll believe it when I see it. Sure. Um,. So, and then we went to lunch and we, the three of us went to lunch and Louie came with us. I thought that was really cool. That dude. was like, awesome. It was just the boys, you mm-hmm. know, having, having lunch and throwing mac and cheese on the ground. <laughs> yeah, dude. Louie's just going crazy and we're just like, sorry about that. I thought All that was day, JR.
0: Um, <laughs> I made my own mess. I can't eat nachos without <laughs> my fork. So I struggled.
1: Yeah, bro. We got to get over that. I, um, can't. I uh, Yeah. And then we decided, well, we, you know, I was going to New York, so we really didn't have a lot of time. So we, we had to watch Guardian. So we decided we were going to go. That night, and Jordan had to get pick dinner because we were bringing all our wives. Yeah. And Do you want to talk about? Hometown. Look,
2: look, it's so last second. It's downtown Bellevue, it's yeah, Saturday it's where night. Jordan lives. Yeah, we like your hometown. All these restaurants I'm surfing through for an eight spot, uh, and they're just not—they're not happening. And A party of eight, and it can't just be any time. It has to be you know seven thirty, 8-ish, because the movie's at nine thirty. We're not going to go to dinner at six and just get. Lasted for three hours. I mean, we could, <laughs> but that wasn't the intention. And so this is prime dinner time Saturday night in the heart of Bellevue Square. It was hard to find any place, and all of a sudden, I come across a steakhouse that has an eight spot at eight o'clock. STK
0: Bellevue.
2: STK, and I've heard of it. I knew it was a chain. I knew it wasn't like a chain locally, but it was a chain globally like or York, nationally. Yep, Paris. And so I was like, okay, steakhouse, classy. We'll all have some steaks. We'll have some wine. We'll chat. You know, our spouses are coming. Perfect setup for the for the movie. And then lo and behold, we arrive. And as soon as Melissa and I get there, there's got to wait for the entire party to get there. And of course, Zach was late. So we had to go to the bar and wait for the rest of our party to arrive and the first off it's loud as fuck in there I mean it's bass it's a club and and I'm like what kind of fucking steakhouse is this neon lights and then we sit down and me and Alyssa order some drinks and they're like wait for the show just wait and like like, what the hell is happening and as soon as it hits 8 o'clock sparklers come out every server's walking out with sparklers everybody's dancing on chairs <laughs> trays of shots are walking yeah, around dude, getting handed to shots every single to person, every person in the restaurant and all this like it's just like where are we and then we get seated at our table when you guys arrive and it's just like Sitting next to Zach yelling to try and see what he's doing. Yeah, dude. And the server comes
1: over and he's like Preston. Hey guys, welcome <laughs> to STK. Yeah, like he's like screaming at you because like the bass is just bumping. You want a fucking beer? Nobody bug? can hear anybody. Oh my god. And then I
2: I just loved because I knew this was gonna be the fact. I knew Zach was gonna be. Miserable for five seconds, and then one shot is. Like, this is my fucking vibe, bro. This is my vibe. This was the time of my life, bro. I was like,
1: this sucks. And then, like, something just happened at a certain point where I was like, I fucking love this place, dude. (laughs) (laughs) This is sick. And then
2: I listened to Zach's order for his steak, and I don't know if he recognized... How the orders
1: work. Bro, I spent like $500 that night for the two of you. Yeah. <laughs> I was
0: well, like, it was like a thousand bucks, right? Yeah. The whole total. Zach, so you spent half on yourself. That you don't steak.
1: understand, <laughs>
2: dude. So the server was just like, and what do you want on top of that? What kind of butter do you want on top of that? He's like, I'll take this butter. He's like, And what do you want on the side? I'll take this. And what do you want else on the side? I'll take this. Those like, Potatoes. These aren't like co- complimentary. These are each $30 that so you're adding Why on to this. It's that
4: safe? expensive. <laughs> it's like 50
1: bucks for mashed potatoes, I know, <laughs> dude. What's Look the at foot? the
2: menu. Well, as soon as they said, like, I'm good on
1: the side. I never man. do that. Like, I just looked like, what? It'll be like 200 bucks. Like, fuck it. Yeah, I don't, that's a I don't care. One, it
2: was 200 bucks for the steak.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. And then the and I have no idea. When no, you asked me the Venmo number, I was like, are you shitting me, dude? <laughs> <laughs> fuck it. You're like, yeah, dude, you're going to owe me 500. I like, took a picture of the, the receipt fuck?
2: just so you guys would believe me. Because, like, once I heard Zach's order, I was like, he's going to be so pissed if he sees this
1: shit. Yeah, so anyway. <laughs> it
0: was fun. Uh, I mean, I hadn't had, I mean, we ordered, I ordered steak and lobster too. Yeah, but it was like I mean it was fun. I mean it's surprisingly expensive. But, <laughs> yeah, and we were right behind the speakers. Yeah, um, and so we could barely like talk to you. I mean we were screaming at each other, but you know it was fun taking the wives out and having <laughs> having them like. Now this is how we do stuff. Yeah, this is what the hop heroes do. This bit. is what we do. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, yeah.
1: Nightclubs. Bottle service. Five hundred dollar dinners. Yeah. Dude,
0: thousand dollar dinner.
2: Immediately regret it. Yeah, I am mean, <laughs> <laughs> gonna have
1: to make financial cuts the rest of the month. <laughs> yeah. The wife hates me. What's good? Oh, oh man. So that
2: was the setup for the for the night and uh and then the night just got better from there. I mean, I I personally thoroughly enjoyed guardians after that we watched i think that uh it was really a good platform to set us off into that vibe that the guardians oh, yeah, movie yeah, provided yeah, yeah. for us Just, yeah. yeah fun yeah like you know s- silly yeah great music family
0: family oriented too so it was Yeah good dude like. this
2: one definitely pulled at the heartstrings i knew it was going to be like the finale of the series itself mm-hmm. But the story of Rocket Raccoon and everything that it brought you through.
0: I was super surprised that that was the story. That is not what I was expecting. No, I did not. I didn't look into it, so I didn't anything into it. So I was super surprised that Rocket the Raccoon was like the main, main person. Yeah, and like it
2: shows you like, because he's always kind of like the grumpy, like little mm-hmm. like, I'm not a raccoon, blah, blah, blah. And then you see like the soft side of what happened to him and mm-hmm. the just the tragic up- upbringing he had and. All
1: his little friends and everything. it was just uh oh, cried like four times.
0: She, yeah, I was close the, to the
2: whole time. So did you cry more or less?
1: Less. Significantly less. Like
0: one
2: less? Significant define, like define significant.
1: Zero. You didn't
2: cry at all. Zero less. Art less. So you cried the same. I didn't you, did you cry? I didn't cry. No, I, I didn't cry. I teared
0: up close one
2: time, one time. I came close when uh when when the big baddie came in and, and mauled down Rocket's friends. Oh, mm, that no, part was. I I teared up rough. when
0: they were showing like an image of of Rocket getting like operated on. And he was screaming. Mm. So my instant, of course, goes to like my kid. Like obviously, like that being
1: a dad is weird like that, dude, huh? Yeah, it just like it really, it really like you start to think about shit like that, and mm-hmm. it all of a sudden like so that's the only reason I different. think I
0: teared up because it was right in that where he was screaming in pain, and I'm like, whoa, that's like, dude, I would murder. Does it the, being
1: a dad make you soft?
2: Like <laughs> to that kind of stuff? Does it like it yeah? Like for sure. you wouldn't have cried before you had a kid? No, but, uh, no, no yeah. I don't think for I sure I would have been for sad. Sure, but it. It's been a long time. I'm since I'm about, about anything for sure because I, I pride myself in being like extremely <laughs> tough. <laughs> okay. And if I lose that, I don't know what else I have. <laughs> <It's your laughs> That's what you pride black. yourself on, yeah. just like extreme toughness, extreme toughness. This interesting, like, fortress Jordan. Fortress of solitude
1: that I have. Hmm. Fortress of solitude. exterior. I don't know if I would describe you as a fortress of solitude. Fortress of solid. Stone. I, I feel like you're you're like a you're kind of a teddy bear, bro. Fortress but of there's a there's graphite. a part. Not to like derail this too much, but there's a part in Hamilton where God damn uh, <laughs> the sun like dies, and I've like heard the play, seen the play a million times. I know what happened. You've heard the play? Yeah, I I listened to it on Spotify. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, dude. All right. Um, but like w- watching it and then like instantly connecting that to like my own experience, it was like. Oh my god, I'm a f- I'm a mess. Like so sad. Well, so. that's
2: that's different though. That's yeah. not just having a kid. That's also your personal experience and everything.
1: Yeah. But like before it was like, yeah, this is pretty sad, but now it's like I like I have a son. I could yeah. ima- I could I can imagine what you're going through. Like that's crazy. So yeah. it's shit like that. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to that.
2: Um so yeah, Gia, what are your takeaways from the film?
0: I mean, I uh I actually really loved it to be honest with you. I mean every aspect of the movie. It was we watched it on the first row, so I had vertigo. <laughs> yeah, the,
2: the last. Yeah, that that did. The one downside of pl- not planning ahead is <laughs> the <laughs> seats suck.
0: Yeah, so you we know were, I didn't feel like they were like
2: that bad though. Yeah. I mean I got used to it. For sure, it was fine.
0: It's like I didn't watch it. I just uh, like I didn't like enjoy what was going on. But when I definitely in the morning, I had a little bit of vertigo. Did you? Yeah. Did uh, you really? I did. Yeah. And so crazy. I
2: think you're just uh, twisted from the club shots.
0: The the carrot juice. (laughs) Those
2: watermelon juice. (laughs) All right. There was there was a hint of liquor.
0: Um, and so I think. um, But other than that, I mean, it was I enjoyed it quite a bit. I mean, I laughed a lot. I teared up. I mean. I think uh, Chris Pratt has done an amazing job with um, Star Lord and Peter Quill, and I How will give Chris him. Pratt
2: his flowers. I think that he gets a lot of flack lately, and what does he get flack for
0: his beliefs and his stands on what he is as a person? He's just open and honest about it. And I think some people what?
2: are not happy. about What? What? Yeah, he's gotten he's gotten not canceled, but he's gotten he's lost the spotlight, and I think that a lot of it also comes from what? What is this?
1: What? What are you talking about? What did he say?
0: He hasn't said anything. He's just, uh, you know... He, Do you feel like he
1: lost a spot? Like, he's not, like... Like, peace, like a, he's not, like, a, very, a well-liked
0: yeah, star Yeah, he's super... When did so this... He, like,
1: I'm completely lost no, he's on re, this.
0: He's religious, and so he promotes that a lot, and um, he raises and slaughters his own animals. So, you know, a lot of people... And eat his own animals. And so a lot of people have... Like a farmer would? Yes. Yeah, I don't, really, so, so I don't have any beef problem?
2: about that. My beef with him is he was pudgy and lovable on parks and rec yeah i felt i fucking like loved chris Pratt. yeah (laughs) and then he and he's married to anna faris at that time Mm -hmm. and then he leaves anna faris gets all super jacked and then becomes kind of a tool bag in my opinion and now he's like this and i I really don't like him in Jurassic park either but that was my disconnect he he went away from his andy's personality went to like this like kind of like
1: how did, like, Chris Pratt had such an interesting career, really, because, like, how do you go from Andy, like, the pudgy, lovable, funny comedy guy,
0: and then
1: flip that into, like, an A-list action hero Like how did he get any of those roles? You know what I mean. Like I feel like he stole the show on Parks and Rec. Like he came on
2: as like a kind of like a special guest in the first season. Yeah, he he was so well liked that he kind of like yeah he did. Uh, Andy Andy's a legend for sure. And I think that he just really like they enjoyed his comedy. And I think that a lot probably happens behind the scenes yeah. we're not aware of. And, like, on the set, I think people really started to gravitate towards yeah. it. Like, there's a there's a behind-the-scenes uh, blooper of Parks and Rec, and they're all talking about something. They're all sitting in a room, and Leslie Nope, you know, Amy Poehler's talking to them, and they're talking about great comeback stories. And, like, they're, like, saying, who, who has a great comeback story we can talk about? And Chris Pratt goes, uh well, Kim Kardashian has a great comeback story. You guys all saw that video, right? He came on her back. And then like everybody really starts dying, and, like that was like a famous blooper. Is like so he's just fucking good at that kind of yeah. shit. And I think that attracts you to people that like recognize that, and they want you in their stuff. And he probably just created yeah. a lot of great connections yeah. out in Hollywood.
1: He, I, I, I listened to him on an interview a couple weeks ago, and he he talks about like what it was like to go from like Andy to like Star Lord and become like that like ripped guy. At one point he was almost three hundred pounds. Yeah, like he do. was big like, he was that beefy dude. like 300 that's yeah, Jesus. Small, i was 287 person. at one point yeah that's wild bro and that but then like he lost like now he's sitting at like what like 180 like that's that's a transformation how tall is he
0: he's six i don't know
1: he's not 180 200 he's like probably 205 yeah, yeah. he's
0: like 62 the one thing about with this too is is chris pat was not the first choice it was some uh i don't know for
1: what for what role
0: for star lord
1: he, oh. he
0: had to, like, earn it. He had to, like.
1: I feel like Chris Pratt is, like, uniquely... Like, I couldn't imagine anybody else being Star-Lord. He, he's I feel a great like Star-Lord. He's yeah. perfect for Star-Lord because he, he's, like, ripped. Like, he's actually legit, like, an action hero. He looks it. He's, he's like, a good-looking Star-Lord dude now, so, like, he's got all that. Yeah. But he's also still fucking goofy. Like, mm-hmm. he's still Chris Pratt. So he has that, like, comedy thing that he does, which I feel like is perfect for Star-Lord. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know who else would be able to kind of... No, be both and be as believable.
0: He did a good job with it. And I think um, Chris Pine, probably <laughs> Chris, Chris Pine, Pine. I don't
2: yeah. think so. <laughs> he, does, he That's literally who he is in Star Trek.
0: Star Trek. He's Captain Kirk. That's not the same. He's
2: good looking and cut, but he's also kind of witty and funny and awkward. he's less self-deprecating. Yeah. Chris Pratt's very good he's at self-deprecating, making Kirk's fun of serious. himself. Mm-hmm. But he's humorous and witty. I, 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 I do think there's a more self-deprecating to Chris Pratt that makes Star Lord more lovable. Yeah, um, but I th- I, that's my closest I can get of the Chris's,
1: at least. Yeah,
0: I don't know. I, I just, uh, I definitely think he's. I feel like
1: he's done a great job br- with it. Could Bradley Cooper do it? Star-Lord? I don't know if he's good. Like, I know he's Rocket, but, like, could he have been Star-Lord?
2: I don't think he's very self-deprecating. I mean, it'd, it'd be a different Star-Lord. It wouldn't be the Star-Lord that we know. It would not be as fun. Yeah.
0: Or, you know, I think it's just that le- level of quirkiness and hilarity. Like, he's just so hilarious, but yet he's so serious. I mean, when he goes when he's so upset about Rocket... You know, and yeah. he's like, That's my fucking family, you know, and he mm-hmm. goes after. I it. felt
2: that too in like, those moments. And like, he
0: did a really good job. And I don't think I I can't think of anybody that would be able to pull both off but still be hilarious at yeah, the yeah. same time. And, and it's cool to see like
2: it. him be who he is, and watch Gamora fall back in love with him throughout the movie. That was kind of cool. He tried real hard, but like he was just honest with her, and she was brutal to him. And then she saw his heart and his passion for the people he loved. And yeah. like when they knew they're walking right back into a trap, they just fucking all wa- followed Star Lord because it was it was a team. And the music kicks in. And it's mm-hmm. like that scene when the doors open in the oh hallway and they're fucking shooting. Dude. Legend, dude. I had, I had Zach- goosebumps right now just talking <laughs> Legend, about dude. it. Zach was now, like, Whoa, legendary, bro. I heard him.
1: Yeah, I was I losing that. my shit, dude. That that was so. I, I wanna I wanna talk a little bit about my take on the on the film, like yeah, all up. Yeah, okay. So So um, obviously, I liked it. I mean, it's good. I think we all liked it. It's probably got like a 99 on Rotten Tomato. It's fucking. Good. I haven't it's looked. A, I haven't looked either. But and it's, I don't have
2: my phone, so I can't.
1: Yeah, I don't have. Uh, actually, I do. Um. Anyway, yeah. So I, I thought it was great, but the one thing that really stood out to me a lot was I was thinking like so much about James Gunn, and I was thinking like man honestly marvel hasn't put out a lot of like like bangers not recently in a while like we've been hitting a ton of duds like i feel like wakana forever was was good and no way spider-man no way home was good and then everything else has been like mid or worse from there including all the shows in my opinion so it's kind of been like tough to like Go to these films a lot of the time because it's just like, oh my God, like well, another Marvel movie. Like, it, are we going to have like the next Doctor Strange or whatever? But this movie was amazing and Guardians as a trilogy was incredible. And I feel like it makes me think James Gunn is about to take over DC as like the head guy.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Of course, you have to turn this to DC.
1: Is this going to be the turning? Because I think in a bag of shit, Guardians has been like a diamond, you know? And I feel like the, the last one was the best one in my opinion, but the first two
2: were kind of in the first good run. Like the first two, were, like they
1: were both good. Were the infinity
2: saga. Yeah. So yeah, that's true. So this is the only one that's in the dime in the diamond, in the rough right
1: now. Cause yeah. those two were part of something great.
0: Ooh, ooh. And I would
1: say the second
2: one was kind of a dip. It wasn't the greatest. I
1: enjoyed it. The I enjoyed second it one was it was all right, but the first and the third are amazing. But yeah. I think the third is the best one. And I, let me, I, I agree.
0: And I kind of on what Zach said about James Gunn. I, I think people don't, maybe they've forgotten. And but Disney kicked him off. I
1: know. And but I, and when I, when I watched that scene, like mm-hmm. that we're talking about, when fucking they open the doors mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Groot like puts his like. He, he like puts his like roots in everybody's head and then sprouts yeah. shit like out of their like yeah. the whole thing was just absolutely one of the coolest Marvel fight scenes I've ever seen. And I really kind of felt like Is this low-key James Gunn saying like you fucked up to Disney? <laughs> like, is there any aspect of this that's like I'm him and you guys fuck, you guys fucked up? Like you you let me go and that was a huge mistake. I feel like as a Disney like corp. How do you watch this movie and not feel like oof we just
2: created so that, a
1: monster? How did that happen?
2: So they let go of James Gunn but they let him release one so last here's, film? So
0: here's what I, I was reading this thing about, about this because I thought it was very interesting and Chris Pratt really fought the whole cast did, fought for him to come I imagine out. yeah and so because he said that um, so your, James Gunn got, got fired he, got, he wasn't going to be a director but they were going to use his script mm. to, for the movie and so Chris Pratt was like you how how are you going to use his script, but not let him direct the movie? Right. Yeah. And not only that, but he really did start. I, I, if you really look at it, he really started this whole new like big wave for Disney. Where did the Infinity Stones come up? Think first,
2: first Guardians.
0: And you know what he said about that? He goes, "I just pulled that out of my ass." <laughs> <James> <laughs> no, really? Yeah. He goes, "I just I didn't because they're at what's the backstory?" And he goes, "Well, I, I just didn't have. I just was kind of trying to figure out how to like." What what are they after? Kind of thing, you know. Yeah. So he goes, I just I put the Infinity Stones. So
1: so yeah, that's so that comics. wasn't that
0: wasn't a plan. No, he pulled that out of his butt. That wasn't like a giant but Marvel Infinity plan. The Infinity Gauntlet
2: is in the comics.
0: The Infinity Gauntlet is in the comic, but the start of it is with James Gunn and Guardians of the Galaxy, mm. and which started that whole Avenger End Game Thanos.
1: Dude, how do you let him walk?
0: You know, they were, unfortunately, Disney is so, um, unable to kind of inflexible inflexible when it comes to this stuff. They're like, I mean, they were doing this, to the, the theme parks, you know, they're like, you cannot even be say one thing negative or what they think maybe we race, like one thing. And, and they would literally just fire people. And so he's. Th- had like a tweet right so many years ago, and it's oh, is like, that what happened? It was like a tweet. Like ago. he got canceled, he got canceled, by canceled by for Disney. it. Yeah, yeah, but then he wound up doing stuff for DC, which Peacemaker. Eh. Peacemaker's
1: a banger, by the way. Yeah. Fuck yeah, it is. Peacemaker is fucking great, dude. So he James Gunn to... loves like these mm-hmm. like off the wall like fringe superhero character freedom to like just go like wild. he loves that shit like mm-hmm. he eats in those moments
0: he's creative in in all that stuff and he's he's brought this like he'd make a great sh- gambit yeah just saying uh I don't, know, I, don't, I don't know if it's possible <laughs> so i'm just it's definitely possible. i almost said james gunn is gonna be the, but anyways um it won't be now but yeah so there's a lot of history there that i don't think people really like paid attention to with this yeah but, i mean how good was guardians of the galaxy i think it's so obviously, better the best movie in this current phase, but if you put it with the other phase, I mean, it's got to be up there with you know the other movies. And then if you look at the other, it's
1: one of the best Marvel movies I've I, I ever seen.
0: And if you come, I mean, I think it's, it's in my top five,
1: it's in my top five for it, sure. It is it, for me it's too. probably, I mean, it's kind of a slam dunk, it's probably in everybody's. I mean, it's it's like it's like Ragnarok, it's like, it's like totally a masterpiece. It's the first like, time I saw Ragnarok, is how I felt.
0: Yeah, when because I saw like this. the
1: thing about this movie is that it does so many things mm-hmm. well without feeling at all like any part of it is a reach it's funny it has the action it has like real emotional moments Mm -hmm. where like there's real drama and stakes and like i feel like all of that is like working together cohesively and none of it feels like there's ever a moment where it's like trying too hard to make you feel away i have one moment go ahead the one moment that kind of like
0: you always have a moment
2: was when he was the last one that jumped to the other ship, and he was shot back or whatever, and he was freezing, and mm-hmm. his face was like and he bloated up, bloated mm-hmm. up, and cracking. And then Adam Warlock comes in, like Adam, in the picture, like mm-hmm. if you notice, he's like the the naked Adam, and then he's like, mm-hmm. oh, and then he goes and grabs him. It's so like that was obviously like a little cheeky joke, yeah. But Star was fucked to that, but he was dead. Yeah. I thought they were gonna he kill was, him. He was fucking I thought, thought I thought he
1: was dead too. He was fucking dead. I and thought then he, he like, lands he's like,
2: Oh, I'm okay, guys. And like looks at his face, like, okay, that's a little much, but they I think they pushed that envelope a little too far. That was the only time. They should time. have just killed him. It's the last movie. Fuck it. Well, yeah, I'm sure he's gonna He it says Star Lord is returning. after yeah, oh, sure the does, credits. Does, 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 does. I'm pretty
0: sure yeah, they're gonna make Star
2: Lord movies. Yeah, yeah,
1: dude. He's not do you think that they're gonna make more Guardians like with Rocket as the leader? I think they'll make a series probably
0: out of like it. Like a TV series? Yeah. Like, a, like yeah, a, I don't think they're going to make it. I love that
1: Rocket was like the main kind of point of this movie. I do, however, think it's kind of challenging to have your protagonist, like in any long form video series or whatever, be, be animated. Animated.
2: Yeah. We talked about that with uh, Grogu. If yeah. Grogu is going to come on his own. That'd be tough. It's tough. But who is going to be the supporting cast? We have Groot, we had uh, Adam Warlock. We had Nebula. Was Nebula in that that Nebula? final when they went to charge at the and very end? Also,
1: the dude with the little arrow thing. That
0: yeah yeah James Gunn's brother yeah that's his brother that's James that's Gunn's his brother? brother that's his brother I had no idea no yeah. shit. I mean, not only that but he also does the voice of the of baby of baby uh, rocket it's not Bradley Cooper interesting crazy yep. call
2: him Easter Egg J- Easter Egg Gonzalez over here yeah, yeah I
0: I try I like yeah. it
2: so we all love it it's fantastic. What is the rating? Does anybody
0: wanna pull it up? No pull it up.
2: I, I don't think it's gonna be a ninety nine, but it should be ninety two. Well, I'm
0: I'm giving it like a, a 90, 93. Okay. Nine point three.
2: I wanna give it a nine point five. Uh no, nine point two. I'm gonna stick with my ninety two. I'm giving it a nine. 9.1. All right, so that all in is a nine nine one one five. Yeah has to be at least the audience score. Who cares what the fucking critics say? I mean, point.
0: it. I, I'd be really surprised if people really didn't enjoy this movie. I mean,
2: I think the only thing is I, I kind of knew what was going to happen. Like I knew what was going to happen pretty much the entire time. So maybe it was a little predictable, but it was like, so well
0: executed. You, like I didn't think. Anything.
2: Like, All
1: right. I got it up. You guys ready? Yeah. Yeah. Critics say 82%. 82. Audience says 95 there we go. Yeah. With the people. What what's their critique? A galactic group hug that might squeeze a little too tight on the heartstrings. The final guardians of the galaxy is a loving last hurrah for the MCU's most ragtag family. So they focus too so much on the emotions.
0: What a bunch of jerks.
1: Yeah, what what a bunch of dicks. Did you not feel for Rocket?
0: I mean, come on. I did. I felt I like fucking, it worked. I did I too. I felt like it
1: worked. Like I I feel like sometimes, especially in like superhero movies, when they try to get like emotional like that, it can yeah. feel like Forced. Like, you can feel like this is corny, you know? I did not feel that way about this. I I, I thought it worked really well.
0: They they had to have a reason for what they were doing. They lost because a lot of it was dead, obviously, in in the Infinity Wars. And so... Why not have... And
1: Rocket as a character, like, they, Rocket doesn't have a backstory in the comics, right? Like, Rocket's got to be such a B-less character at this he's point. No, he's got a backstory. No, what, got a backstory. backstory. Oh, he matches. really does yeah, have matches. a backstory? Yeah. Oh, there's okay. a whole,
2: like, history to, like, his creation and how he
1: became what he is. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I thought maybe James Gunn just in, made in that up. In the comics. <laughs> My no, plot is fucking Raccoon in the Tox. Yeah. yeah <laughs> uh, um, Raccoon
0: is, like, legit in the comics. He's just, he's pretty strong, to be honest. He's super, you know, just because he's a genius level kind of character. Mm. Um, But, yeah, I mean, he's...
1: Does he remind you of me? Uh, no. Moving on from that, no. have you guys played
2: Marvel <laughs> Snap? By the way, <laughs> Not no. No, dude. Thanks for James. What is that? Changing. If you want to fucking spend hours on your phone in bed before you go to bed, don't, download it. Don't do it. Super that. easy. It's a card game. It's Marvel, and they all have different effects. And Rocket Raccoon's character is pretty good. Oh, it's like a like a, like a digital card game. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it's addicting, and it's quick. Each game's like three minutes nice. tops. Nice. So Anyways,
1: do we think James Gunn is going to like just? make dc elite like do we feel like dc is going to compete with marvel in a big way is james gun going to move the knee is he going to fix dc yes fix it he's going to improve it
0: i think we're going to i mean it's really hard not to improve it i mean true but i I think the bar is pretty low we're going to see some less less
2: i don't think he's going to have because are they still going to make these like one-off dc well, like epics? They're, tr-
0: they're turning uh the Batman uh Robert Pattinson into a series because they've got a second one coming out. With right.
2: But is he going to be are they going to like make individual series and bring like them all together
0: universes? I, I don't think so. I mean, they kind of did that with the Flash a little bit, though. Right. Because they're having yeah. multiple Batmans in there and multiple Superman. So maybe. But I don't know. I mean,
1: it depends on the route they go.
0: Yeah. I mean, I just want to see something good and I want to see something that uh I'm not disappointed in. You know,
1: James know. Gunn has released his a timeline of films mm-hmm. that he says he's going to do for DC. So, let's just let's I'll just quickly go through them. Superman Legacy, so he's going to bring Superman back.
2: If he I am excited to see how James Gunn tackles Superman cuz that's a stiff character for James Gunn to tackle.
1: Yeah, if he can
2: make that fun, I'm excited for it.
1: Yeah, part of me feels like like I feel like James Gunn has been good at making these he, these superhero movies like funny and witty and like same with Peacemaker like Peacemaker and Guardians are obviously different but there's like this like element that connects them like in 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 its pacing and style it's where it's wonky. like wonky off the wall and funny like there's a lot of funny moments and I just wonder like is that his gonna be his approach for all these films because I just I'm not sure if that's gonna work this that's DC. what I'm worried about if he leans into the darkness of the whole DC premise I feel like that's the only way. That is where his strength could be. But I also be. feel like people have kind of tried that already with Superman in, in DC. And it like wouldn't you say that Henry Cavill, the Superman, was kind of dark? But he was stiff. Like there's no human nature to any of that. And I think
2: that James Gunn can do a really good job of making people fucking transparently real. Yeah. While that, adding that in is, the extra things.
1: That is a tough that's a tough order. But I hear you. Okay, so Superman legacy. The Authority, which I don't even—that's like uh, off the wall.
2: What's the Authority, Jr.?
1: Uh, Superhero ensemble dates to a 1999 comic book series published under blah 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 DC. Uh, Authority is a group of seven heroes with very high concept superpowers.
0: I think that's like a one Jack Hawksmore go book, Mm, like um, preacher. Gotcha. The
1: Brave and the Bold, Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin. Yeah, that's gonna be dope. With with uh, with uh, Damian Wayne. As, oh, as Robin, Batman's son, yeah, yeah.
0: Is that,
2: so
1: that's not going to be about Bobby Pats. No, no. Different. which is that's kind of like, <sighs> what are we doing, dude? So like Bobby Pats is just going to be his own Batman over here, and, and then like James Gunn is going to have that's like, like I, so his own messy. Batman. Like how how are how are they not how have they not figured this out yet? He's dude. young enough. Why
2: can't he just be in fucking both?
0: Why can't he just be fucking? Maybe why I mean, can't I don't they know.
1: Lo- take his
2: second? Whatever, and then like the third one can be with his fucking son.
0: Yeah, I mean, doesn't even have to. I mean, rewrite it. I mean, they've rewritten stuff for Marvel. You know, like, does it have to match 100? percent No, just rewrite. Maybe have Robin come but, but in differently. Sh-
1: I hear, but I I hear that. But what I feel like would be a mistake, and I I think this is probably what they're gonna do is have the Bobby Pat series running alongside a James Gunn series, and just be like, oh, these are separate universes. Like, yeah. I think that's a mess. Okay, I'm just gonna if they go into the multiverse. This. Yeah, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, don't give a shit, and Swamp Thing, Swamp
0: Thing, that is, is what I'm. Then there's for. more
1: DC TV shows coming: Creature Commandos, Waller, Booster Gold, That's that Supergirl Lanterns, movie, Lanterns, Paradise Lost.
0: Movie, so we kind of knew that was coming. Gotcha.
2: Well, yeah. I uh, so is this James Gunn run going to be a build off of the Flash movie? Well, so I, is Batfleck going to have a fucking appearance in this
0: shit? Well, I mean Michael Keaton's in there, so maybe we'll get another uh maybe we'll get a, a Batman that's Beyond. That's true.
2: I would take some Michael Keaton action actually. Some Batman
0: Beyond and um, that'd be kind of cool.
2: Ugh, I don't love this. Swamp Thing was I think Swamp Thing's going to be great. Uh, all I hear about Swamp Thing is how great Swamp, Swamp Thing is. Swamp Thing is
0: super dark and uh, super like gritty, so mm. there is some old movies for Swamp Thing that's I think of, the, lineup cool. the
1: lineup is cool. The lineup is cool. I'll say
0: that. Well, this like, we got it. Let's let's That's definitely give it a shot. That's phase one chat. of James yeah. Gunn's DC world. Let's see world. how he does. I mean, it can't be worse than what's been there. I mean, all those movies are failing. I mean, the Aquaman 2 got, like, people were walking out, Shazam, people were walking out of their... Really? Yeah, so it's not like... It, it Although, the
1: Bobby Pats Batman, that shit was a banger. That was a banger. Yeah, it was great.
0: I, that's a great movie. I watched that movie a hundred times, you know, and I'll watch it more. <laughs> hundred times. A hundred times. I'll watch it more, and they got the Penguin Show coming out, so we'll, yeah, see, we'll see how, how that goes. goes, but... um, That's a weird character to focus James on. James Gunn has his masterpiece. I don't know if he'll ever beat Guardians of the Galaxy, but, I mean, it's...
1: A great move. I mean, it's a ma- I, I If if I hope that Guardians isn't his peak, obviously, because yeah. I'm a DC fan and I want him to like continue peaking as he moves into DC. But this Guardians trilogy, it's it's up there with some of the best trilogies, even outside of Marvel. It's
0: hard doing three movies, and he did three this movies, last so. one,
1: like a, for a trilogy to be great, you got to stick the landing, and mm-hmm. he, f- he he fucking did, smash the landing. He fucking did. So it's. Yeah. All flowers, dude. All yeah. flowers to James Gunn. Guardians of the Galaxy. It's it's a it's a masterpiece. It's oh, yeah. it's a, it's amazing.
2: And we hope for the best. Yeah. 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 All right. We'll be right back after this. <coughs> Hello, hopheads. We just want to take a quick moment to shout out our friends over at Hops Geek News. Hoppy, mommy, and Mash have a podcast where they drink beer as well, and turns out they talk about nerd shit. So if you're enjoying this, you'll enjoy them. Uh you can find them on the Hops News platform, anywhere you can find podcasts. And uh, I think when we went to toe woman
1: the nerd, battle and they knowledge. did they did technically beat us, but like I kind of have a beef with that because they removed JR, who's part of our team. That's like, true. <laughs> so, that's so it's true. like why would you why were why are we tying an arm behind our like of course you and me don't know what we're talking yeah, about? So like been I got a life. beef with that. I feel like we need a rematch and I think we should have JR. Yeah. But it wasn't
0: that bad, though. It was close. It was closer than closer than we thought. It wasn't that bad. That's encouraging. We lost, <laughs> but we, <laughs> we,
2: we, we, it was close. This was supposed to be an ad spot for Hawks Geek News, and instead a, it was just a, a fucking challenge. A
0: challenge. We're throwing down the gauntlet. <laughs> so we'll Halloween, see you back out there. 2022. Matter of <laughs> fact, don't even go fucking listen to this, guys. Just, just stay right here. <laughs>
1: no, we love them. Love you guys. Check yeah. them out.
2: <laughs> and we're back, and we have special guest, comic creator... Artiste and Fox News correspondent. Is that the proper title? And writer. Reporter works. Reporter? He's just he just wears many hats, and uh, it's his name is AJ Janavel. You did it, you did it. I, I was said nervous. it right. And Look at so you, nervous. man. I've I been so killing the game. We're starting this podcast a little late because I've been sitting in my car for twenty minutes practicing AJ's last name. <laughs> you did fantastic. Thank you so much. Perfect score. Oh my goodness. And there's a there's a, a history of this name because apparently you met a girl named Jana, which I, not, I have not, and she's a long lost love.
3: No, no, just a just a friend from a long time ago, and I was like, dang, that would. Just be brutal. If you had my last name, <laughs> it, would sound like, it would sound like you just kind of you know had
2: a hard time getting your own name out
1: there. <laughs> Jana Janavel. <Janneville>. Jana Janavel.
2: Jet Jet Jet. Well, thank you so much for coming tonight. Uh, this is weird saying tonight on a podcast recording, but we don't usually record at nighttime. So this is a first for us. It and this is, is
1: super cool because you're actually here with us. Like you're physically in the studio instead of like guests that we have digitally or over video call. So I feel like... Because we have thousands of guests digitally from all over the it's world. Like our, our and very
0: first in-house in like...
1: Yeah. Ooh, ooh, long time. Yeah. Long so time. thank you for coming, man. Appreciate it. Yeah.
2: I'm not a ghost. I am real. I'm here. <laughs> uh, we do have a voice of a ghost, I would say. Yeah. If I imagine like a ghost voice... I'm getting it from you. That's me. And that's a compliment. Yeah. It's I just lied. P- I am a ghost. Okay.
1: <laughs> he looks like he's here, but he's a figment. Figment of the imagination. You got <laughs> me. I'm a ghost.
2: So we had the pleasure of meeting AJ at uh, free comic book day at Action City. Uh, yep. He had a station outside promoting his comic, I Serve Monsters, Correct. Mm-hmm. as well as Must Be This Tall. Correct. The original. So uh, had to say hi. And then found out from JR that uh, AJ has a very impressive background uh, in the news industry. In the field out there, you know, probably saving lives, drowning babies from rivers that you're rescuing, I
1: imagine.
2: <laughs> Taking the shirt off your back to put out a fire and save a church full of kids. I
1: don't know what you think reporters do, bro. You think reporters are superheroes or I mean I've seen movies. He's okay. He's a superhero. <laughs> he's read movie. he's read Superman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. <laughs> so
2: I, I, I have so many questions about the comic, but I want to start with you, um, AJ. Tell us your story, man. How did you go from I imagine there's a lot to do with your degree and everything because that's a lot of the theme of the comic. But, like, what was your dream? Where'd you grow up? What was your dream going to school? And how'd you end up where you are today?
3: Yeah, for sure. So, professionally, I grew up. Um, professionally, you grew up? Professionally, I grew up. It was... <laughs> I'm a, I'm a professional, Pro from day one. Professional adult. It took me uh, 18 years to get my degree. Um, now, I'm from Pennsylvania. And as far as uh, career-wise, I like to skateboard. Okay. Yeah. Shoot, shoot videos. Skateboard videos, Rocket Power. Oh, nice. yeah. Woogity woogity. Yeah. Nice. Got a camera. Um, started editing, and I just said, yeah, man, I, I love stories. I love movies. Mm-hmm. I want to kind of combine that and not work behind a desk.
4: Yeah. Know?
3: But I was like, there's no way you can make movies. That's like a one in a million
1: shot. Mm-hmm. So I was like... You know,
4: yeah, with that attitude, maybe. Uh, well,
3: <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> Don't not, tell Zach that. I'm not still, making movies. He's still so. pushing for it. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm still trying. 33, <laughs> yeah. still, still knocking on doors. <laughs> but
3: I figured there's a lot of TV stations across the country. Maybe I have a better chance at breaking into that. Yeah, for sure. And so I did, I worked at that. And for the last 10 plus years, I, um, I'm skipping some ports, uh, but I've been a reporter and, uh, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting, it's an interesting career. It's a,
2: it's interesting I can imagine yeah. it's it's the most interesting it's literally what people turn the TV on to see what you're doing out there yeah.
1: is that what you're is that what you're doing you're like a TV reporter so yes. you you and when you do that are you setting up your own shots or do you have like a crew that's like following you around that's helping you like set up the shots and talking to the camera and stuff
3: it's different it changes every day I do shoot um, some of my own stuff yeah uh, depending on the resources that day mm-hmm. um, I will work with another photographer um, whenever I'm live I will have a photographer I never shut up uh, set up my own live shots, but yeah, yeah. Sweet. Yeah, so shooting, editing, writing, finding the stories, talking to people, um, like kind of the highest of highs. I was on the Space Needle a couple weeks ago for NFL Draft Day. That's
1: incredible. That's rad. Yeah,
2: like, did you have an input on them taking Witherspoon with number five pick? Or? I did. They called me up. <laughs> 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 no, no, hey, Jay, what do you think of this guy? <laughs> What's up, Pete? <laughs> no,
1: no, no. What do you need?
3: No, no, nothing like that. But And then, you know, a lot of lows, uh for not to kinda affect the tone of what has been a very fun conversation. But you know there's
2: a lot of sad stories. <laughs> there's stuff some hard happens. stories that there you gotta is, tell. The news
3: is rarely yeah, positive, sure. but it's important too because those are the people that stories probably need to be out there more yeah, than for the sure. fun ones. So it is uh not to sound too cliche, but it's an honor. It's an honor to get to chat uh meet strangers every day, go into their homes like this yeah tell their stories
2: and give them a platform so this is like just comfortable for you you feel like you're walking into a strange environment with some poor souls and you're gonna talk to them it's like a this right here yeah it's like a uno reverse card
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. you're like on the other end of it yeah, yeah. that's cool though <laughs> that is that's true sick that you find yourself on both sides that's sick About yeah. to make you draw 25 motherfucker so what is
2: your process when it comes to finding the stories like how do you find them is people just relaying information to you and you're picking which one Are they telling you where to go do you do your own research and find it it's a big part of knowing the community and so I've been here for more than five years
3: and in that time you know you meet a lot of people and mm-hmm. um, in meeting those people you get to find out what what's important what matters to this community I'm not from Western Washington so it was I was a stranger to this state mm-hmm. um, and I think that affects your ability to find what matters and so after a while that you kind of start to find out, what matters to people here, what's important and the people who are the ones that are uh, like change makers or news makers. Mm -hmm. And so you reach out to those people and you say, you know, what's happening, what's important. Um, Think of the people in your community that are uh, important. And I
2: haven't gotten any calls from you, though, so I don't understand how that process is.
1: Like yeah, this, uh, you've been here for five years. This is the first time we met. I feel like this... Uh, <laughs> we're change makers. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, you guys got to delete your voicemails. <laughs> Every time they call,
2: it says
1: voicemail voicemail's
3: full. Yeah, that's actually that tracks. And I text you, and you say, oh, man, my bad, my bad. <laughs> Who I, is this? And I, and I call back again. And same, same story.
4: Same.
2: Oh, man. So what is the... I don't know. I'm sure you've had some crazy experiences out there in the field. What's what's one that sticks with you or resonates with you? What's like a one that either you're very proud of or one that just kind of blew your mind and was kind of out there for what you had to cover? Um,
3: I guess it's kind of hard to answer that question cuz you know, I have to I have to like maintain that kind
2: of professional yeah.
3: caliber and so there's there's things that happen out there that you're like, "Wow, I, I can't believe that happened." Um,
2: in that tone.
3: Wow. Sure. I can't believe that happened. Sure. sure. <laughs> All the time. To. That's my tone. Um, I think to give you like a, a, just kind of generic answer every single day, whether it's, it's my favorite day working or not the person whose story I'm telling it's, it, it might, it's probably their only time that they're going to get a chance to have their story told. Yeah. So it you, matters to them. And it matters to me because of that. Yeah, for sure. And so some, sometimes you're in your own head and you're thinking like, Oh, I could have done this better or, uh, I'm having a hard time. But when you consider the fact that like this person's going to have their voice heard mm-hmm. and that's important to them for whatever reason, you know, to to honor someone, to remember someone, to get the word out about something important, um, to celebrate something that that is so uh, such a driving force to keep it going. So even when you are maybe like, oh, my gosh, I got to drive two hours away and yeah. to pack my lunch. It, it kind of balances the day and gives you that. That
1: momentum to keep going. That's cool, man. I rock with that. I rock with that. I feel like it's like you never phone it in because even when you might feel like you want to, the story matters to somebody else. And so you kind of just... I, I'm, that's, that's sick, man. Yeah, you're talking at Zach's heartstrings. Yeah, so
0: yeah. It's very like inspirational, honestly. I don't really watch the news, so but it's good to hear your perspective, to be honest with you, because it's like... Normally, I skip it because it can be so negative and it can be impactful on your day. But hearing your stories and you talk about it, that's actually, I'm going to start looking for your, your uh, interviews and your stuff. So touch me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have, your audio is going in and out because
1: you you're,
2: you're moving your face left
1: and right. Yeah.
2: You got to put that baby right he's, up in He's lips.
1: practicing his reporting
3: skills like yeah. he's trying to follow the, <laughs> the source there. Yeah. It's like a siren going past. It's like,
2: and anyway, and then you get what he's saying, and then it was like, exactly (laughs) if you had the headphones you'd understand yeah Yeah, jr forgot his headset today so we are adapting to the environment which i'm sure you have to do in the field i'm sure somebody forgets a cord or something and always be adaptable but before
3: we move on i appreciate you saying that and it's hard sometimes the news is tough and it it can be sad but i guess the way i would is like it's sad but that's somebody's story and you know there's a reason that it's going out there that day so Mm -hmm. um i appreciate you saying that for sure and yeah, it, it's not. I don't think anybody gets into the industry to be like, I want to deal with sad things. Yeah. Um, or tough things. But when you are there, you realize like, oh, man, this is so important. It's yeah. This person, and then so. Yeah,
2: that's cool. So is that what you went to school for? Was it broadcasting? Correct. Okay. And so this was like after you figured out skateboarding and making films wasn't ultimately the maybe more of a pipe. Dream I still got my either. skateboard in the car. You do. Yeah. Okay. So, so that so opens up. Are you a Tony Hawk, Tony Hawk pro skater kind of guy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what was the what was your favorite special trick in Tony Hawk?
1: The dark slide. That's, that's my favorite, man. Really? I love the dark yeah. Slide. I thought the dark slide was so sick, dude. Upside down,
2: Christair, Christair.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Christair was sick, yeah. too. What
2: was that Bucky Lasek? No, who did the Christair?
3: You know, I think I, I think, I think it was, like, might have been Bucky. I don't know. After a while, you could just
2: create a player. And yeah, game you, you just, just yeah. create your own guy. So everybody, has every move's a special move. Yeah. Uh man, skateboarding is intense. So um obviously still a hobby of yours, skateboarding is uh there, what else you do? What's your what's uh, AJ like off the off the clock?
3: Yeah, I'm getting older though, as I was driving I'm like, why is my knee just hurt from sitting in this
4: car? <laughs> so
3: But yeah, skateboarding, surfing. Washington's got some like pretty interesting surf breaks. Okay. Um, yeah, surfing.
2: cold water. Did you pick that up in Pennsylvania?
3: Uh, New surfing? Jersey. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean I grew up uh, going to the
3: Jersey coast and then I lived in the Carolinas for five years.
1: Cool. Is that where you went to school?
3: No, I just I lived there for, for work. I mm, had words. some previous uh, contracts at different TV stations there.
1: Cool. Um, and writing, obviously, art. Storytelling, yeah. yeah. I
3: mean, any kind of medium. Mm-hmm. Um, love
1: drawing um
2: yeah you actually do an autograph and a little cartoon on our, on our comic that we got from you so that was awesome to see heck yeah
1: have yeah. you have you always been an artist like were you like a kid always. that like just out, drew and like, like continued to draw and just were always into it or is it something that you got interested in later
3: no it was, it was always 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 an artist in that kind of context yeah my dad um our teacher throughout his whole life um oh that's cool art yeah Different kind of like phases of his life. He, I think he started out doing art and then he ended doing art. Um, mm-hmm. But he kind of like taught me just like putting pencil on paper.
4: Yeah,
1: for sure. Um,
3: so that was that was it for me. Like just seeing my dad, mm-hmm. that kind of creative side. And it was never like an official thing. It was like, oh, I'm in school. I mean, instead of taking notes, do a doodle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, or, there. yeah. and mm-hmm. Drawing comics, just kind of like. Was a natural process. Always kind of cartoon art. Always a uh, comic art. Mm-hmm. But uh, always something I I did. But never something I was like I need to go to school to become an artist or right. So.
2: So did you read comics growing up as well? Are you a fan of the comic world? Not really. Okay. Not really.
3: I mean, not that I didn't either. But grew up in the '90s, and I don't think comics were as, like big in the '90s. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like still like an you know an outlier thing. There were comic book shops, but they were still like the thin paper, but like. I don't know, yeah, Jar has hit? probably
2: some thoughts on the 90s comics. I know you've talked about I that. I feel before.
1: like this might just be yeah. because, like, I'm more of a nerd, not to cut you off, Jared, but like, we, <laughs> yes, but you, you say two words,
2: but as soon as you get the mic, you up. could, you
1: could t- speak to this, though. Yeah, Do you, don't you feel like comics now is like cooler, like it's like more it's definitely kind mainstream, of mainstream like, than it was?
0: You know, in the, actually, the 80s and the 90s are considered one of the worst times in comics, the lowest selling, so that's at the time when it's hard to like talk and like not move your. I'm such a salesperson because I'm like, I want to eyeball it. Would her. you stop looking at it? <laughs> okay, I'll just look at that. <laughs> um, But it's it's one of those things where like Marvel started selling some of their stuff off like Sony to Sony. And we've talked about this yeah, before. Yeah, that was big. And they sold it at like the cheapest probably where it now would be worth 10 times more. And so 90s, yeah, 90s was a tough era for, for comics. I mean, I read comics in the 90s, but if you weren't like a day-to-day kind of person, then. Yeah, yeah. day one fan. Day one, yeah. I'm yeah, like,
2: and now I feel like comics are almost like vinyl. Like It's like uh, with technology advancing so much that there's all this digital content out there yeah. to go to a comic shop and buy a comic is like going to a vinyl shop and buying a vinyl. It's like you want to give you know respect to the art and you want to respect the artist and not be mm-hmm. a Spotify, download a song kind of consumer.
0: And I think Zach last week had like an experience because he had talked about how he buys his comics and then coming into the shop yeah, it was like a different feeling. It
1: feels me. bad because I I buy a lot of comics digitally, and I just feel like it's so uh, I know I know, dude, I know. Uh, it's just like so convenient. It's so hard to like not just be like, oh, I need the new Spider Man. Click, boom, I got it. Yeah. But going into the shop at Free Comic Book Day and meeting AJ and just like being back in Action City was like. I don't know. I want to support that. Like, I feel like it's really cool to keep like comic books alive, comic book stores alive and keep like the environment that it creates, I think is worth it. Yeah. So it's a little bit more inconvenient, but I think it's worth it. So I, I do want to start buying comics. Yeah.
2: You said it before folks. Don't, don't hop on the train yet. So AJ, <laughs> let's talk comics. So you were doing your thing in the field, you know, you're reporting, you know, great job. And then Thank you. all of a sudden you want to, you know, get a comic going. Where'd this start? No, no, nothing like that. I've been drawing, my whole
3: life, the the, the news reporting. That's, that's not the that's new. Yeah. that's new. That's new. <laughs> yeah. No, no, seriously. But I, I've always been drawing, and I drew my first comic in college. Um, I always had these ideas, like I mentioned, storytelling. And so I had this idea for this kind of bounty hunter story that I wanted to do, Western bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. And I had, like, the designs and the concepts. And then I went down to Disney with my family, and we were in one of the rides, and there were these three little kids, and they were just kind of like, menaces their their kind of interactions as they were climbing on the scaffolding of this ride and they just had this like energy that I, I saw I, I knew their whole lives just by looking at them. So mm-hmm. instead I was like scrap that one comic and I came up with Must Be This Tall. Right. Which is the story of two brothers and their older sister and their teddy bear and they have these massive adventures um, that just happened to take place in their backyard. So mm-hmm. through my senior year of college I I drew it all out. And uh, I scanned it onto the computer. Like I mentioned, my dad, our teacher, uh, had Photoshop, yeah. up. had the Wacom tablet. Um, and for like, two years, I drew this comic and uh, finished it. And it was the first time I ever finished something of this scale, like so big.
4: Mm-hmm. I was like, oh
3: my gosh, this is amazing. And then I was like, who cares? Nobody knows these characters. What am I going to do with this? Mm-hmm. Um, and this was 2010. It's still an accomplished
2: feeling finishing it. Oh for sure. For sure, like, yeah. yeah. <clears throat>
3: this is before Instagram. This yeah. Is, you know, Facebook's the only thing, really. And so I am I made a website. And I was like, let me turn these guys into a weekly webcomic and build some interest in them. And then, you know, it'll blow up. And then people will want to buy the book. So I mm. I drew this webcomic for those three characters, like a... a a three-panel newspaper strip for years. Uh, I think four years pretty consistently once a week. Wow. Wow. yeah Good and, on, you Yeah. You know, work all day. Come home to my empty apartment. And it was cold. I couldn't afford to like turn on like the heat in the winter mm-hmm. and, and just sit and draw. Just like, grinding, like, hands yeah. shaking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Writing letters to my long by candlelight. On, like, I imagine. State, <laughs> yeah, like, dear mom. <laughs> it's been a long winter. <laughs> i just, but yeah. So I, I did that, and that was fun and a passion. I would go to events like uh, free comic book day. I was doing it so much more. Um, put the book out. Printed it myself, mm-hmm. and then just kind of from that point, I've been um, self-publishing my comics. I've made several card games. Mm-hmm. I worked with my buddy to make a, a video game for uh, the app store for iPhones. Yeah, so yeah, saw that. That that kind of creative aspect has always been going on. And, yeah, and it's always been back there. The, the story for the one that you guys have here, I Serve Monsters, was during college and immediately after college. I waited tables couldn't get a job in my field and so it is very an autobiographical mm-hmm. story I got of that how vibe I, yeah yeah like how it
2: felt it felt dude. very personal yeah
1: I actually loved it because I um I waited tables like through school as well for like 10 years and so like the concept of like I, I serve monsters and just like kind of understanding that the people you're serving are actually terrible and you're just like the only regular person I felt was like very genius so I just want to give you kudos i like directly relate to that
2: yeah well, Zach was serving tables i was behind the kitchen flipping burgers at, at red robin and uh do rag uh, sweat dripping down i had my do rag. i never had a do rag sure? yeah but uh <laughs> i have worked in the see. restaurant industry a lot and so yeah. i never directly served the patrons but i definitely provided the the product and uh got all the all the feedback from the services as they came back to pick up their food and so i I get it, and I can imagine how bad it gets out there, but I love the... Uh, it's very
1: relatable. I
2: love the two sides of the character, and the character was named AJ after, you know, yours truly, I imagine. So He, uh, he he's so real and outside of his interactions. And then he goes back to the table, and he's like, hey, how are you guys doing? And
1: Yeah, there's, like, one panel. I know this is an audio medium, but, like, it's... uh. Like, he's pissed, and then it's immediately, like, him trying to change his face from being pissed to a smile, and it's, like, these three, like, mini kind of panels that are, like, right stacked on top of each other, and it's, like, I loved how you did that, because that was very server. Like, you're pissed, but you gotta be like, oh, hey, welcome to the whatever- Red Robin or whatever. or Schmucks. Yeah. So what was the place called? It was called
2: Chumps. Chumps. Chumps that's Chumps what it was. Chumps with a U. Two Ps. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Love yeah. it. Yeah. So uh, where were you working in the restaurant industry when you...
3: I don't know if I can say for legal reasons.
2: <laughs> what What area? What state? Oh, thank gosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the names have
3: been changed to protect the innocent. I was in Wilmington, Delaware.
2: Wilmington, Delaware. <laughs>
3: Tax-free shopping, Wilmington, Delaware. Nice. In a mall.
2: Yeah, the the bar was connected to a mall. Yeah,
3: it is a it is a restaurant bar connected to the the tax free shopping
2: uh, mall. That's cool. Classy establishment. Uh, it sounds. It
3: was open when the mall opened, and it was open after the mall closed, and it was brutal. Yeah, there was a, a lot of a lot of interesting characters that came through the <laughs> yeah. door in my time there. Yeah,
1: I'm uh I'm curious about your process. So like when you have an idea and you start to think about, you know, I want to do something. What happens next? Like, do you map out like the story kind of main beats and then you're writing to that? Are you drawing first? Do you write first? And then how long does it take?
3: I think you need to have a story in your head. Yeah. And whether you write that down for yourself or you can like keep it in your head. Yeah. Um, that's, what's most important is knowing where you're going to go with something. Mm -hmm. And with something like this, this is a part of a very long hole. Um, that I've been working on for such a long time that the stories can change. So originally when I wrote this years ago, I had a completely different ending Had a completely oh, really? different concept and then things changed in my life. And I kind of shelved it. I said, well, that story is
1: kind of done. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you say you had a different ending, like do you have that written down or are you just, you kind of remember like you have an idea of what the story is and you're just like checking mentally in right. with like where you are progress wise, so on and so forth.
3: Originally so it, the the other comic I did must be this tall it's 60 pages it's yeah. full color and it took a long time and this one was going to be something similar to that you know mm-hmm. pretty quick and I when I wrote it I was I was younger I was maybe 24 25 mm-hmm. and the story was pretty straightforward it's essentially a love story that had the elements of um working in a restaurant right and then I got older and you kind of realize like how you look at the world changes slightly so to answer your question I had the story and I drew out the thumbnails, which are small versions of what the comic will mm. look like. Mm-hmm. It'd be like, a uh, what am I doing? Like three inches, yeah, three yeah. inches instead of the whole page. And you draw out the panels, little scribbles. And I'm like, oh, okay, I can tell what this is. And I had the whole thing laid out.
1: Okay. So you had it in like thumbnails, almost like a, like a storyboard of stories. correct. Okay. Got it. Yeah.
3: And so that, that story existed and I started working on it and then things changed in my life. And I said, well, forget that story. It's done. It's over. Mm-hmm. And I, I started working on other art projects. And then I realized I have this 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 book that I'm really passionate about that's like very close to home. And also, you know, self-shout out. I thought was fun, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. Astron- restaurants sure. monsters, like yeah. silly, like you can relate to it. And so um, within the last couple months, maybe like even a year plus, I really started like delving back into this 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 comic that has been such a part of my life for so long that's and you,
2: awesome and you said that this is the first of a first part of a long story so you have several to come is that the
3: plan that's the plan um, <clears throat> so right now after this book ends it's probably like 45 50 pages of comics I think I have another 40 ready to go already nice um, and so it is it is a, a complete story that will span about a year's time of the young man in that 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 book Um We haven't talked about it, but he basically ends up in a world where. Yeah, trying to get out of the monster world. Yeah, Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. He's in a monster world. He's a college grad. He doesn't have any monster world experience. Uh, And the only thing that they tell him he's qualified to do is wait table. So he's stuck and he feels stuck and he doesn't know what to do and he still has his dreams. But if you read it, if you finish it, there's like kind of this, this new character that's introduced in the, the she's a babe. Yeah. That's what he thinks. <laughs> and so then I think his goals start to change as he gets to know this person. And it's just kind of the story of life yeah, and how you have ideas and you have hopes and you have dreams and you have goals, but something comes along and changes those things. And then something else comes along. So on infinite. Um, but yeah, it's the story of basically his time in the monster world.
2: And obviously it, resonates to home for you was that something that you felt like you were out of college like you were stuck in a you got your degree and now you're stuck in a waiting gig and why am I here if I'm qualified for so much more not landing the job I want is that like a time in your life that you obviously remember pretty passionately
3: oh so much so so much so it is like I mentioned earlier so autobiographical Uh, when you're young and you are out of school and you have a degree and you're sitting there and you're not utilizing it it's really easy to kind of to feel a certain way.
1: Yeah. There's uh, a lot of pressure on, like, college grads, too. Because right. it's like, you got your degree, you spent all this money, and now it's like, all right. All of a sudden, like, one day you're going to college, and the next day it's like, be something. And I feel like you can't really do that immediately. So, I Nowadays,
2: feel that. it's like, a, it's the new diploma. It's like, everybody's getting a degree, it seems like. Well, it was for a while. Now people are saying, do they need college? It's a whole thing. But um, what about the babe at the end? Is that something that happened to you in real life? Did you meet a girl that changed your perspective? I don't think it's a... Uh I mean, is that it's, Jana? It's, be honest. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not.
3: Um, but I think to be honest, it, it's, it starts off as a character, but it, it's 10 years since I started that. So yeah, I've had a lot the of story
1: kind of takes on a life of its own after a while. Right.
3: But also my life has. So there's yeah. been a lot of experiences that when I first came up with this idea, when I was 23, I'm like,
1: it's going to be a sweet story. Yeah.
3: Um, it's changed. Yeah. And, and, you know, you get older and you're like, okay, that's not how life works. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's there's a lot there's a lot more to it, and um, I feel like you said something. I'm like that. We should talk about that. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> I'm, a I'm like,
2: it's so nice out. <laughs> <laughs> um, the acid's kicking in. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: So what is what is the like ultimate goal for it? Like, what are you looking to do? TV shows, Netflix. Um, let me just do this uh what do you like do we need to hook you up with someone that we might know to get it to the next level like wh- what's your next level for the book after you get you know issues going you know because I know like most comic book runs run one, th- one through five or one through six and then you get like another story arc you know six through ten are you looking to do it like that way or like what's your I guess plan for it at the end of the day
3: yeah, just honestly, I want to be rich and famous. <laughs> Why? Marvel I, I, hit me up. I don't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I want to be. No, and as we've been talking to, as you get older, you know, you have those dreams. You start doing something. You write a song when you're 17. You're like, I'm going to be a musician. Or <laughs> <where> you draw. <laughs> that was
2: Zach at 26. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, <laughs> or today, last week.
3: You have those dreams. You have those aspirations. You're creating something because you want that idea you and you put that up there and when you don't meet it, you kind of start to like doubt yourself or you yeah. look around. And so what I've realized, whether it's, it's more recent or for a little while now is I like drawing. I love mm-hmm. it. Um, it makes me feel completely accomplished. I'm doing all the pages now, like fully on paper instead of digitally. So I have the art too. Mm-hmm. And I can see that finished product. Um, and for me, that makes me feel good. It's yeah. it's a stress reliever. It's uh, therapeutic more so than just like binge watching shows or playing video games. Yeah. Um, in a in a fantasy world, that would be really cool if someone was like, "We'll give you money for that book, and then you can get your story out there and not have to hustle." But when you work at something, it becomes work. Even if it's your dream or it's a passion or it's something that you've always wanted, when you have to do something for money, then it becomes work. And right now, that's for fun. That's for me. And I think my goal, to answer your question, is just to get the full story out there. Um, I've created that full comic, Must Be This Tall. I created two card games. And then we made that video game. And Mm -hmm. each time... Each time you're kind of like, this is going to be the one This is going to blow up. When I put it out on a Kickstarter, a million people are going to see this video I did. It's going to be huge. And then, you know, your mom's like, you did a Kickstarter? (laughs) (laughs) Mom, you didn't even see it? Um, So to answer your question, it's not that I have some expectation that, you know, Marvel, DC, uh, Oni Press, or whomever is going to come knocking and be like, we love this story and we want to make you the next Scott Pilgrim, Brian Lee, O'Malley, Stan. I just, that's my story. And yeah. you guys read it, right? Yeah. yeah. That's that's my goal. That's what I want. I want people to read my story.
2: I love that. That's I think that sick. sense of accomplishment being and that fulfillment being, like, enough for now, at least. Like I think that's, you know, it's beautiful.
1: I think that lesson comes, like, with a little bit of maturity, too. Because I feel like when I was younger, I used to think that, like, if something felt like work, then it wasn't the right thing. Like, so, and I would like say no to stuff. Like, I would do music and then music started to feel like work. And then I'd be like, all right, I'm gonna go do something else. And I feel like it took like me to get older to realize that, like, if you do anything enough, then it's gonna feel like work. And that doesn't necessarily mean that that's like the wrong thing for you to be doing. My question is, are you prepared for this to feel like work? Like, or do you wanna keep it as like a therapeutic passion project? Or if like DC called or Marvel called, like, obviously, the easy answer is probably you would say yes, but do you feel like you would want to do this full time if you could? Is this the right side? Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's like bopping. I'm like, I don't know what side it is. <laughs> um, it's a question that I think it would depend what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Are we sure that's, no, this is the right oh, side. That's oh, that's way better. Hey, yeah, that's way gosh. better. I knew if someone was off. I, I don't, I'm not pitching that. I'm not sending it out to uh, yeah. publishers. I'm not, looking for someone to say we'll give you x amount of dollars to do 20 pages every month. Yeah. So, if someone came up to me and said, "Hey, we'll put your book out there. It'll be in stores across the state, across the country, and you don't have to go hustle anymore and shoot TikToks every every morning before, you know, work or go into the local shops throughout the region and kind of come in and be like, "Hi everybody, my name's Hey Jay, draw this comic. <laughs> do you Do you have local artists in here? And
1: they're like, No, get out of here. Is
2: that they're your sales scramb- voice?
1: Yeah. That's- <laughs> <laughs> How do you say no to that voice? <laughs> right? I'm really passionate about the. You do. You don't have a heart. Here. Get out of
3: here. Scram with your book. Um, yeah. I it's it's such a it's such a what if question. Yeah, sure, I feel you. Sure. If someone was like, Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to be like, No, it's just for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, but it, it also, I'm not actively trying to make that homework.
2: I feel you. Yeah. I feel you. Let me ask you this. If somebody came to you, because that's, I think, really well done. And I think that the, uh, the, the artwork and the like, the display and the presentation, everything, it's really professional. So, like, if somebody said, hey, I have an idea, but I don't have an artist, and they came to you, is that something that you think you'd be willing to do? No, no. Oh, my God, no. Oh, my God, no. Oh, no. It has to be your story.
3: Oh, no, my gosh. Have you ever done anything for anyone else?
2: Uh, unfortunately.
3: Yeah. I
0: think we thought, AJ and I actually talked about this. Where he's sitting outside, and I'm trying to occupy him between the, the gaps of the. Um, this mic thing is really pissing me off because it's my fault. You gotta put it right up there. You gotta get it in there. In there. Uh, Kiss uh, AJ's lips. There you go. Oh, thank you. Yeah, oh, yeah, that sounds way better. Um, Move your head a little bit and start talking. Is that better? No, you, no? Gotta, you gotta hear what you sound like. Oh.
1: I just, just like keep the mic there and then look at AJ and then talk. all right
0: well I think him and I we talked about this I'm just gonna go okay um, go for I, it I, I, we talked about this because I have done comics before and we talked about how bad and how Never I'm knows. like did not want to do it after. yeah you've
1: had some horror stories working and, with writers
0: um, I totally understand it's not something you have to and I think uh, I'm enjoying AJ a little bit more and more because we his hands on your thigh but what else yeah <laughs> Jordan, don't get jealous Jordan too
2: late. Stop it, Jordan. Too late.
0: Um, I think that uh, being able... Like, you're not, like, putting so much stress on your, yourself for this book. And I think in the past, I have withdrawing and doing comics. I mean, even Zach and I have started, and we're like, this is a lot of work, mm-hmm. you know? Well, that's just working with Zach I general, mean, that's... But... Yeah, but not to, like, throw him under the bus, Jordan. <laughs> um, what but... else are we doing here? <laughs> But, yeah, I think that's great. I think that enjoying to do it is probably what makes you keep going. Right. Cause I, I it's so tedious when someone says, you know, draw it this way or draw it that way. And I've had that, like that, that, like I was saying that sword, it's too skinny. You're like she's getting yeah. the fuck out of here. It yeah. took me 10 hours to do this one page, you know? Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I, lo- I love that you're doing that. And if it happens, it happens. You're like, cool. Buy, a, buy a mansion down in Malibu. And then <laughs> invite you know, us Yeah, we'll, <laughs> have a party, like, have a party. We'll show up. Cause that's what we're good at. And then, um, <laughs> but yet you still feel good about it and you're like, I don't feel like I sold myself for it. So yeah, that's it's awesome. So you're that's like, cool.
2: you're like a, I mean, I know that the skateboard reference might not, yeah. yeah he knows what, what he's do. doing. I know how, yeah. I know the he knows course, what he's so I doing. To, I want you to hear. Uh, there, it's still working this way? It's, yeah. it's working right. Yeah. <laughs> so you're like a soul skater of of comics. You know, you well, do it for the... The, the question and is, and you just heard JR yeah. talking about it is
3: when you're doing freelance, you're working for somebody else, you are working now for somebody yeah. else. Yeah. And no matter how close you are, like in mindset, you guys are friends. You probably are on the same page a lot more than others, but even so you don't always see what the other person sees. They have to explain it. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to work, when it comes to artistic uh, work, there's no kind of metric for determining like what that, that cost value is to time. And I think a lot of people don't really understand that either. So you got a lot of buddies and they're like, Hey, can you draw this for me? And when you're young, you're like, you sure you're my friend. Mm -hmm. And so you spend, time that would cost other people money but you don't have to say that and nobody teaches you how to say that and so then you start saying well yeah what's your budget you're gonna you're gonna charge me for this (laughs) and so you get into these awkward situations Um, and then the worst thing is when you have a client or a friend or whomever that wants you to do something for them and you don't know how to how to go about defending yourself for lack of a better word and so they want you to draw a logo and they have a vision in their mind, but they can't express it because they're not the one that's artistic. So you draw mm. them something and they look at it, they say no, but they don't tell you why. So then you draw something again, you're only doing this for $50 and now you've spent an entire week on this and it's like, this is miserable. And you know, not that $50 is not a lot of money, but for a week, but <laughs> I, I, I will never say, you know, like anybody is, is I, I will never, $50 is a lot of money, you know, like to, sure. But, it's not worth it to me. It's not yeah. worth it. It's it's not something I want to do. And if someone came up and said, I have a, a great idea, I'd be like, find somebody that wants to do it because there are so many people that are out there that are artists that are hungry. Yeah. Make sure you pay them and make sure you don't say, this is going to make you famous or <laughs> you're going to you're gonna be huge after this because I don't need to be famous. Like I'm all right. I'm yeah. okay. I, I pay my bills on time and I have my hobbies and that takes up an awful lot of time. So if someone was like, hey, kid, I got something you're going to love, I'd be like, yeah,
1: Find somebody else. Grand, get out of here. <laughs> Leave me alone. Just, no. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, no. Send them away. Yeah. I
3: respect <laughs> they come that. Asking, yeah. Tell them to go home.
1: That's cool. Um, I'm curious about the process of self-publishing. So you have something finished. How does it go from like yeah, so a curious. digital version of this or maybe like you, you mentioned you do this on paper. So it's like a bunch of papers in That's your true, apartment. Every single one of those. To a book that like you like, what's that process look like?
3: Um, so it's pretty, it's pretty easy. Yeah. But what's crazy is how difficult it is to find how easy it is. Hmm. I remember the first time I was going to get my book published, the uh, must be this tall. Uh, I was looking at publishers and I, I got the lowest estimate was going to be $10,000 to get books published. Jeez. And so that was my Kickstarter. I'm like, I need $10,000 to get <laughs> books published. Yeah. And I didn't get $10,000 to get books published. <laughs> yeah. And I said, dang, I took five years of web comics to try to get this thing out there. And nobody wants it? Ugh. Yeah. Brutal. You can find a spot that will print you one book for under probably forty dollars, thirty-five dollars. That that includes the shipping. So they'll print it for like twenty-five bucks and then shipping's like another ten. Wow. And then you do two. And so, you know, think of the cost. Now it's two books for twenty dollars and shipping's still the same and so on. Infinite, so to say. Mm-hmm. So what do you do with that process? What I did with this book specifically is drew everything out on pencil. Scanned it into my computer, did all the digital aspects of it in Photoshop, the at the outlines, the digital inks, and then I laid down some screen tones that I made, and the bubbles and the words all on a Photoshop PDF. Mm-hmm. That then I send to this self-publishing company. Mm-hmm. Um, I tell them how much, how many books I want. Pay them, and they, they send it out. Oh, um, send it out to me. It's it's so simple. Wow, just cool. like ordering stickers for your business or yeah. T-shirts or whatever you guys you know whatever you do. It's it's we very straightforward.
2: Thongs, Hop Heroes man. Thongs. Do you really? Yeah, I'll we'll give you one. Thank you. I'm wearing one right now. It's comfy. <laughs> I, 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 makes it's
1: makes them feel of, powerful. It's sad. Yeah, it's sad. Feel the I'm, feel the aura. Right now, I'm hanging <laughs> to the right.
3: Um, God, but I feel like that seems like such a simple answer. Yeah. is there more to it? Like, are you? Yeah, I mean,
1: I just I guess I always thought like I'm a writer and and I know like a lot of our audience are artists as well, but they don't have books. And so I think that that might be the answer that it's simple, because I think that as a concept, publishing, self-publishing feels like out of reach, like it feels bigger than maybe it actually is. And so to have this discussion, it's like, yeah, dude, like it's really not that crazy. Like you just have a company and you send it out. Like, I think that's that's probably the message. You know, there is
3: like this idea that what before you create something. There's so many different kind of like roadblocks and and aspects of that journey. You know, the number yeah. one thing is you've never done anything like this before. Yeah. How the heck can I be someone to create a comic Yeah. or create a I can't do that. How right. am I going to draw? But once you do it, you realize, oh, it's it's as easy as ordering, you know, pizza from an a online website, essentially. There's also, so you get over that roadblock that you can do it. You can create a comic right. game. You can create a comic. Right. You can create a video game. Here's the thing though that you got to realize is once you create it your life is not going to change. <laughs> 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 You're not going to create your comic that you've fantasized about for months that you picture Marvel coming to your home with yeah. the big check or yeah. Harry Potter type like you are a Marvel cartoonist now, Harry. <laughs> no,
1: it's not going to be like Hagrid that. Hagrid just knocks on your door. <laughs> Congratulations, you made it. I knew it, I, I knew was a wizard. It. Oh, yes. <laughs> and you're
3: just, you know, Robert Downey Jr. starring in your thing that you've been working oh, on. Oh, that's hilarious. No, it's not like that. You yeah. finish it, and then that's it.
1: Yeah. Um, that's interesting. It made me think of like a second question on this topic, which is like, if you're an artist or a creator, you're working on a project, you can self-publish or you could go the, try to go the publishing route, like the $10,000 raising money, so on and so forth. And I can see pros and cons to both. Like one of the pros with the publishing is like probably a marketing budget of some sort. But do you feel like you would ever like not self-publish and try to get that 10k and try to go publishing route? Or do you actually feel like self-publish is so easy? It's probably the way to go.
3: I think it's it's not what I would do. It's just this is what works. Yeah, if yeah, some, yeah. like I said earlier, if somebody was like we like your stuff and we want to help you get your stuff out to more people, I wouldn't have any issue with that. I mean, depending on, you know, the aspects of what that agreement would look like. One thing that's neat about self-publishing for any of the people who listen is when you do it it's yours. Nobody's yeah. going to tell you anything else about it. You don't have it. to
1: answer to anybody too. Like that's that's sick.
3: Yeah. So that's one thing that's been fantastic through this entire process. It's all mine. Yeah. Nobody's ever told me no um, with my, I mean, people have told me no. I'm I'm well-balanced as a human. Uh, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. yours, and you can put it out when you want. I'm out of books. I sold out a uh, free comic book day. Congrats, hey, man. man. Thank you. Yeah. But I'm not like, I got to get a man. I got, you know, and there's no headaches. It's like, I'm guessing at one point y'all were single. I know there's a lot of rings in this, this room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but when you add, start adding more individuals we to We all found group, our Janice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, when, you, when you start adding more people to any group, whether it's a friend group or a relationship or a family, it's just that much more difficult. Yeah, for sure. So if somebody were to come more along cooks in and the say, kitchen. let's let's do something with this, heck yeah, why not? Uh, my goal is for every person that that would affect in a positive way to get a chance to read it. That's Dope. all I really care about. Dope. Um. And how you get to that point is this is the best way for me right now, for sure. Yeah.
1: When's the uh, second second installment coming out?
3: That's a big question. I I stay up late at night. I don't go out on the weekends. Sometimes I'm drawing. I'm trying to yeah. get it out there. Yeah. It's a long process though, especially when you're you're not making the money to kind of yeah you, you work full time job. like yeah. you
1: you have a, a day job like I I feel it man yeah
3: so I am uh, I think almost done this second book and i have like we were talking earlier the the concept the ideas i have the basic concept basically finished mm-hmm. and then i have the specifics for maybe the first three-fifths or three-quarters of the book finished as well and i know how it ends but you know there's that little middle portion where it's like Oh, what happens here but more importantly than that have you ever drawn a picture yeah have you ever drawn a picture have you ever drawn a picture? I used to make comic strips. How long did it take y'all to draw those pictures? I'm so a trash
1: ever. artist, dude. I, I how feel how like um,
0: depending on how I did it, but it could take you know, there's always like a step for me, there's like a warm up kind of to drawing
1: and then He's just an, just an, an actual artist, day, so it probably takes a while for you. Yeah, it
0: takes and then paintings can take a couple days, you know, depending on how and then if I don't like it, so I have to go back and redo it. But yeah, it can take a while. It can take it's a process in and in, in your own and for me, it's like there's a lot of research prior to painting, you know, because I'm not like um what do you call it um photographic memory. So a lot of times, like I have to have this research process. So there's a it's a long process. It's not like I'm just sketching at a comic con and you know just drawing like this this face or something. It takes
2: takes a while. I think the cartoon is a little bit different than you know the the abstract or the watercolor. It's yeah. I
0: mean, I've done the comic book stuff in watercolor and in gouache painting, and that's always. That's always fun, you know, because it's such a fine medium with uh, with it all. So So a while. A while. Yeah. Long long story short, about as long as that answer is how long it
2: takes to make it. Yes. Yeah,
3: so it takes a while. Yeah. Uh, And so I can do maybe a page, give or take, in a week. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So by that, that's like 52 pages a year, which is only like one book. Yeah. Which is insane. Yeah. And I look at like my life and I'm doing the math. I'm like, I got to get this done before I'm done. Cause I got other stories I want to tell. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, but no, I have, I have a bunch of pages almost done and mm. what I'm at right now. And what I've heard from like some places like shops and stuff is they don't like that. It's a single issue. You know, they want more, they want more. Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe I'll combine the, the two see like books that I have into one bigger one. Mm. Um, so I'm hoping in the next couple weeks, couple months mm-hmm. is I have just a couple more pages left in this, Chapter, so to get something right. out soon. Cool. Hell yeah. I don't want to be, you know, in the ground and they're like, he almost finished his book. <laughs> yeah. That four people read. We'll be
2: there. <laughs> you guys are <laughs> all Give there. The I was like, we were the four. <laughs>
1: we were here. Present. <laughs> we, were, we were the four. <laughs> we were three
2: of them. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's awesome. So uh, if there are our listeners out there want to find, uh, you know, Must Be This Tall or I Surf Monsters, is there somewhere they can get it currently? Like, is there a website they can purchase these on or how's, how's that work?
3: You have to find me. Like okay. you guys did in the wild, like a Pokemon.
2: It's, that's why there's only a couple of people He's that have read super it. super hyper rare. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's like, that's it's my. It's like the Safari Zone shit. Like, you're the Scyther out there. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta yeah. use a great ball. Yeah.
3: You gotta kind of go up, back, down, up, back, down. Talk to the old man that gives you the fishing Swim rod. Swim on the
2: side of Cinnabar <laughs> Island. For and then long I just enough. appear
3: behind you. I'm like, hey, got my book. No. That was really um, close to my ear, dude. <laughs> tall.com Think of, you know, when you're a little kid and you're in the amusement park and you're like, dang, I'm. I'm not allowed to go on this ride because I must be this tall. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my website. But then Instagram and TikTok and Twitter and Facebook. Um, I post a bunch of art updates as I'm going through the process. Oh, cool. I, what, what's what been fantastic for me and what I love getting a chance to talk to you guys, which I appreciate you letting me come on um, to talk about Pleasure's this. Pleasure's all ours. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. But what I wanted to say is like, you're asking these questions that I've I've gone through this process. I have self-published a book. Mm-hmm. I have gone into a comic book shop and you know, cold sold myself to them. Like, hi, here, here I can talk about, you know, selling. But when you're an artist and you have this thing that you love and you're passionate about and it's your baby, sometimes it's hard to get rejected. Sometimes yeah, for it's sure. hard to yeah. know like, Am I spending too much time on a page? Am I doing too much here? Am I or how do I get so all the questions that we asked, you guys asked here. I've been working as I'm going through this to kind of be like, this is my process this week. This is what I ran into. This was the issues with shipping. So it's not just, hey, here's the new picture I did, but I've been trying to highlight That's that process. And with the work that I do professionally, too, I, I'm working to kind of like inform in a different aspect. So, yeah, um, Instagram, TikTok and the, the website. But it'll, it'll be more than just here's the next panel.
2: Right, cool. And are your usernames on social AJ Janavel? Is there any?
3: No, you'll find the new stuff, and that might be like, oh, this is, kind of <laughs> this it's dark. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's all must be this tall. So gotcha. Must be this. If you go to the must be this uh, website, it'll have a link to all the socials. So you, I know, like computers are antiquated technology at this point, but. Yeah, I had a link to all the socials. MustbeThisTall.com was easy to get because people don't like to pay for stuff. Mm-hmm. But on social handles, I had to be like, must be this comic or must be this tall on Instagram. Or,
1: yeah, yeah. So, yeah.
2: Gotcha. So yeah. Yeah. AJ, man, it's been a pleasure.
1: Thank you. Thank yeah. you so much for coming enlightening. down. Lightning.
2: Yeah. yeah, this no, has I been appreciate really cool. It. Absolutely. It's uh-uh. been fun. It's been fun. <laughs> oh JR. Uh, so yeah, that's our episode today. Um, and as always, please like and subscribe. Uh, leave a five-star review and we will give you a shout-out on next month's episode. Um, so until next time. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>